Sarah, I'm not even joking. If I want to do this so much, and I do, I really want to do this, why do I keep doing this to myself? Why do I keep blowing it? That chicken is a sneaky bit of self-sabotage. And this week, we're going to learn how we can zap that self-sabotage to the curb. Hi, I'm Sarah Butler. Over 17 years working in the diet industry and over 40 years of my own binge eating and weight struggles taught me that there had to be another way. So I created it. I now live slimmer, happier and eating exactly what I want. And in this podcast, I share the other way with you. The other way to work with your body and your mind rather than against them so that you get to create real and lasting change all from the inside out. Ready for a life less dieted? Let's go. Hey, hey, it's Sarah here and welcome to another episode of the Slim, Happy and Eating podcast. I am delighted that I am appearing in your ears for the next few minutes. So, Let's have a think. What do you think of when it comes to weight loss and you think of self-sabotage? Okay. What is self-sabotage? Well, for me, it's when you really want something, but you do the actions that get you the opposite from what you want. Okay. So, so often people say to me, Sarah, if I really want to do this, why can't I just do it? Why do I do the things that gets me the opposite result? And typically people will say, you know, I can do well all day. And then I eat the entire content of my fridge in the evening. Or they might say, I can be really, really good all week. And then I blow it at the weekend. Or I can stick to my diet for a few weeks. And then my motivation goes. And, you know, I'm totally off track off the wagon, wagon disappearing into the sunset. Or some people say I can stay on a diet and I can lose all the weight that I want to lose. And then I always go and find it again. Sound familiar? Well, let's have a look at what self-sabotage is and where it comes from and, and really what we can do about it. Yeah, what we can do about it, because it's not a given there is a way that we can kick self-sabotage to the curb. So first of all, we need to work out why we're doing it. And this can be a big mystery to some people, but sometimes the answers are really, really simple to find if we just knew where to look. So first of all, let's look at external things to us. So we're not looking at our thoughts or our feelings. We're looking at the physical things, the things that we're kind of nourishing our body with. So we need, we always need to check in with ourselves. If we're overeating, if we're eating in a way that doesn't make us happy, we need to check in with ourselves and make sure that we're giving ourselves enough. Now, I want to introduce you at this point to a study called the Minnesota Starvation Study that was done years and years and years ago, but it's still referred to today. And in this study, I think there was about 30 grown men um, in the 30s, I think they were. 
And they weren't on diets. They weren't particularly um, bothered about dieting or losing weight. They didn't pay attention to how many calories they ate or anything like that. They were just normal working men and just ate normally. And in this study, which lasted for six months, for the first three months, they told the men just to carry on eating exactly as they normally do. And then in the next three months, they worked out how many calories the men had been eating a day and they halved those calories. So, for example, if the men were eating, I don't know, 3000 calories a day in the second half of the study, they were only eating 1500 calories a day and they did that for another three months. Now, what I find really, really interesting is this study, and I'll tell you about the results in a minute, but this study was called the Minnesota Starvation Study. And how interesting is it that in this supposedly starvation study, the men were still eating in the second half of the experiment when they were supposedly starving with half their normal calories, the number of calories they were eating is still way, way above what we normally subject ourselves to when we go on a traditional diet. How interesting is that? Now, what happened to the men is that it affected them both physically and mentally. So a lot of the men reported feeling depressed. Lots of them had a very low mood. Some of them resorted to actually stealing food and binge eating and Um, loss of cognitive um, function as well. They couldn't concentrate enough. And what was really, really interesting is when the study had finished after the six months, the men were told that they could go back to normal, eating whatever they normally ate. And what most of them reported was that even though they were eating their normal calories, say it was 3,000 a day, they still reported feeling hungrier and having more cravings and urges to eat and overeat than before the experiment started. And they also reported um, being depressed or having low mood. And it took another six months for those symptoms to alleviate and then for them to go back to how they felt before the experiment had even taken place. Now, I think that is really, really interesting because when we don't eat enough that's when we go looking for more that's when we get the physical urges and the cravings not just to eat but to overeat and there's something called neuropeptide y that's a chemical in the brain that's released when we don't give ourselves enough enough fuel enough nutrition and what that does is it affects our hormones and especially the hunger hormone, which is called ghrelin, and our fullness hormone, which is called leptin. Now, I'm no scientist, but I have, I've researched this a little bit. I've spoken to people about this, and this makes so, so much sense. And it explains why when we go on a diet, when we restrict food, when we restrict our energy and calorie intake, this is why we can feel like we're hanging on for dear life And then we blow it and eat everything in sight because ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone, is supposed to make itself known to us when we're truly physically hungry. And when we eat and we've eaten enough to satisfy our physical needs, then leptin will kick in and leptin is our 
fullness hormone and leptin gives us the message, sends the message to our brain that we've had enough and it's time to stop eating. Now, what happens when neuropeptide Y is released because we haven't eaten enough is these two hormones are whacked out of kilter. So the hunger hormone, ghrelin, will spike and make us want to eat and not just eat, but eat carbohydrates and sugars or anything else where the energy can be released as quickly as possible. Because what our body thinks is that we've gone into a famine situation. So neuropeptide Y will trigger an emergency response in our bodies and make us want to not just eat, but eat as quick an energy source as possible, which is usually carbohydrates and sugars. Not only that, it will dampen down our leptin, our fullness hormone, so that that doesn't send the signal to the brain to say that you've eaten enough, you're full. Because what the body thinks is this is a famine situation, so we don't know where the next meal is going to come from, so we better make her overeat so that she can have some in the bank. Now, doesn't that make so much sense for all of us that have ever clung on to eating 800, 1000, 1200 calories day after day after day until we can't bear it any longer and we just eat the whole contents of our fridge? So, That's the first thing we need to check in on if we believe that we are self-sabotaging ourselves. Because often it's a normal, natural, biological response that is absolutely supposed to happen. Now, doesn't that fill you with some compassion for yourself, for all those times where you've blamed yourself for having no willpower or not having enough willpower or determination No determination or willpower in the world will override those emergency biological responses that are supposed to happen. So that's the first thing to check on. Are we eating enough? And in most circumstances, the answer is no. There is no need to eat 800 calories, 1000 calories, anything bonkers like that. The next thing to check on is... Are you eating enough, not just calories, but nutrition as well? Are you nourishing your body with all the nutrients that it needs? So again, that we're keeping our hormones and all our biological systems working in perfect balance. So that's the, those are the first two things to check on. And then we look a little deeper. We look at our psychology. Now, some people will say, well, if you can't, if you can't stick to a calorie deficit, if you can't stick to a diet, then you just don't want it enough. Your why isn't big enough. Now, it's not that the desire is lacking. Believe me, I have